Welcome to Tootsie Roll Aid's Life Sweet Relief Podcast. This podcast was created to give you inspiration and hope, information and distraction from your everyday life. If you want to get information on infertility, just scroll to the episodes that start with IVF in the title. Are you having a bad day? Well, we have episodes for that too. Just scroll through and click on what you want to hear. Are you a first-time mom? Well, me too! Here, I cater to all of life's twists and turns. I come to bring you your daily dose of sweet relief. Welcome to Tootsie Roll Aids. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of Tootsie Roll Aids, your life's sweet relief. Today, we are going to talk about the C-section, the aftermath, because a lot of people like to talk about their birth stories and what they went through, but they often do not talk about you guessed it. Oh, you didn't? Okay, I'll tell it for you. Normally, people don't talk about what happens after you you give birth. Like, what the hell happened in the hospital room? What the hell happened when the baby came? So many things to consider. And I got you, boo. Yo estoy aquí. I am here. And I'm going to tell you everything that happened. So, getting into the story, I want you to know the following. Um, so, after I gave birth and they put me into the room and... um. They put me in this little room and because it was like 3.56 in the morning, nobody else was in this room where they're supposed to like, um, after surgery, you're supposed to like recover and they kept pressing on my stomach. So the thing is that when the nurse came, I had the baby and she goes, okay, so you need to hold the baby. He was like, okay. She goes, I know you're not going to like this and you're going to experience discomfort, but I have to press on your stomach. So in my head, I'm like, girl, I ain't going to feel jack. I was just, you know, through anesthesia. Did not realize that that wears off. And when she took her little bitty hands, this short little white girl with blonde hair, really tiny. She was, was she blonde? No, she wasn't. Nope. In my mind, she was because I was my other nurse. No, she was like, like with dark hair or whatever. But she was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to press on your tummy. You're going to experience a little discomfort. In my past experience, a little discomfort means it's going to hurt. So she took her little hands and she pressed down on my stomach. Let me tell you something. I saw Jesus' toe again. Jesus' toe appeared because he was going to come down and take me with him. Because I was just like, no puedo. Nope. 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 It hurt. It hurt. Because he pressed so hard on my stomach that I almost felt like I fainted. And she was just like, all right, well, that's what you're supposed to feel. Okay, everything seems like it's going okay. And I'm looking at her like, okay, you press on my stomach in half my life. Like you were squeezing my soul out of my body. That's what it felt like. Oh, my God. I still remember that to this day. So the thing is that Stephen was caring for the baby and I was trying to like stay away because nobody would let me go to sleep and I'm freaking tired and I'm here like, yo, I need to go to sleep and you're not letting me go to sleep. So they put us in the recovery room. And they finally put us in our room. First of all, we ain't millionaires. We are not millionaires. So we had to do a shared room. But the thing is that the person that was by the window was leaving. But they still had me close to the to the wall where people come in and out. Mm-mm. You're not going to have me in a hole for four days and I'm not going to see the sun. Negativo. Negativo. So I was just like, um, because I was remember the funny one. And every time the nurse would come in when the other person was there, I would be like, Hey girl, how you doing? How's your shift? Are you having crappy moms? I'm not one of them. You want a cookie? I was that type of person. So every time I would come in, they would die a laughter. And then um after the other person left, I was like, Hey, quick question. Um so I would like to know, can you put me by the other bed? I'll get up and walk over there. She was like, no, you can't do that right now. (laughs) You can't do that right now. I was like, please put me by the window. Nobody's here. 
nobody's gonna notice. She was just like, mm, I'm gonna help you out. I was like, yes. I was like, Stephen, help her. <laughs> Do it. So Stephen was like, fine. So they both helped me and they moved me over. And I was like, yes, I'm in my own room. And then, you know, they came to check on me again. Somebody came, pressed on my stomach and I felt like I was gonna die. I was like, oh my God. Jesus, if somebody touches my stomach one more time, I'm, a, I'm gonna poof, just pump somebody because I can't take it anymore. So the thing is that they're going, they're checking me. And then they tell me, okay, well, now you can eat. Now this and then the third. And this is what they're expecting of me. So the nurse comes and tells me, so this is what's going to happen. One, what's going to happen is that you need to urinate. I was like, all right, got it. Two, before you leave, you have to either pass gas or have a bowel movement. But we accept passing gas. And in my head, it was like, tira pail at your service. Yo, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I got you with farts, kid. Kid you not. We're here. But I didn't understand the severity of that. You know what I mean? So whatever, they took out my catheter and I was able to like immediately pee, which was hilarious because my my nurse, she was just like, so you're going to get a peeing sensation. I need to go. And she was like, okay, well, don't be discouraged if you're not. I need to go right now. She was just like, all right. So she put me on the bathroom the moment that they took everything off because I felt like I was going to pee on myself. And I sat down on that toilet. Girl, it was so, she was like, don't be a she was like, whoa, they're gay. Well, you, you're going fast. You really had to go. And I was like, yeah, when I tell you I have to go, is that I have to go. It's not that I'm telling you that I was holding it and now I have to go. It's that I just got the inkling that I have to go. So she was like, all right, cool, no problem. So boop, I did it. Then I'm here waiting for a bowel movement. Nothing's happening. So I told Steven, you know what? Um, is there any food that you can get me outside of this hospital food? Because, you know, hospital food is not banging. And Stephen was like, yeah, there's a Five Guys Burger across. A Five Guys Burger across the street. Oh, my God. I had to talk like Bobcat. I was like, ah, across the street, man, get me, get, get me a burger. <laughs> Go get me a burger. So for two days straight for dinner, I had Five Guys Burger. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. Until day three. Let me tell you that on day three. I woke up and I had to, the night before I told Steven, because again, I was in a shared room, close to the window. <laughs> I told Steven, I was like, eh, eh Steven, um, tomorrow you don't have to come so early, so don't worry about it. Just do me a favor, come like around 10, 11 o'clock, bring me some breakfast or maybe like a brunch type of thing so I can eat it here, whatever the case may be. He was like, all right, cool. Two nights on Five Guys Burger. When he came back, I was like, no, when, not when he came back. It was like six something in the morning. I called Steven. You need to come right now. Now. I'm dying. He was like, what? And I was like, Steven, I have to poop. I have really, really bad gas. And every time I would feel like a little gas bubble. Like, you know when you're hungry and your stomach goes. Or if you have like, if you hold in a fart and then the fart was just like, you know what? I'll go inward. And you feel the fart inside of you. I felt a, a fart bubble and I almost passed out. It was just like, <gasps> the pain, pain, pain. It hurt so freaking bad. Oh my God. So Steven rushed over as quickly as he could. And when the nurse came, I was like, <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm dying. And she was like, have you farted? I was like, no. She was like, okay, so your insides are not working. So we're gonna, it looks like the insides, it's not that it's not working, obviously, because then I'm dead. But she was just like, no, I think that they're still asleep. So I'm going to put a suppository. And I was just like, put like five. I don't care. Just put one in me. She was like, all right, I got you. So she put in the suppository. And I waited for like a good like five, ten minutes. She came back. And I was like, please. 
I don't, I can't, I can't do this with my life. She was like, girl, I got you. Took me to the bathroom. Girl, I was able to have my little own spark. Um, what is it? Um, Star Spangle Banger, 4th of July, fireworks up in that toilet. To the point that Steven had the audacity to text me, are you okay? I was like, listen, I'm here. Just just leave me here for a second. Because I was here like... You know, any 4th of July sounds that fireworks makes, that's what I was doing in that toilet. Because I was there making that toilet my... Because I was like... <laughs> You have no idea. It is so painful. It is so painful. I never knew that you can almost die from a fart. Almost die from a fart. Almost die. <laughs> it was so much for me to bear. It was so much physically for my body to attain because it was just like I just got through surgery. I didn't realize that C-sections and and that gas hurt so much. Like, uh, especially when they try to make me walk. And I was just like, yo, like in my head, I was just like, I didn't even care about walking. Like in my head, I was just like, yo, I'm a piss all over this floor. And then like, I didn't realize how weak my arms were when they were like, try to get up, but don't use your stomach. Oh, oh, yeah. How is that going to happen? How the hell am I going to get up and not get up with my stomach? And I can't do like the normal like egg thing where you like just bob back and forth until you eventually, nope, you got to pull up. So now you have to pull up with the bar and you have to get up. I was DK, a pro at it. But again, I came into the situation, you know, chubs. So I had my little arsenal where you could just roll over a little bit and then just push off with your elbow. So, you know, help with the seed and move up and, and stuff like that. I had my little, you know, je ne sais quoi to do things. You know what I mean? So the thing is that I was just like, you know, it was just so difficult that that little like fart bubble almost determined my entire existence in a living capacity in the hospital. Because I did not think that this was going to happen. I was like, ay, Dios mío. Ay, Dios mío. So anyway, so moving on with the story. Another thing that happened um, after the C-section is that one of my friends, right? Um, there's two types of people I feel in this world. They're the type of people that feel that after they give birth, that they can handle their baby right off the jump, Right? Let's call these the Jim and Pams of the situation. Because the thing is that if you watch The Office, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way, um, when Jim and Pam give birth, they opt to leave the baby because she was just like, oh, no, I just want the baby to, you know, be familiar with me or whatever the case may be. And they went through hell. And one of my friends, um, she told me, Rocio, I'm going to give you advice. When they ask you, do you want to send your baby to the nursery? The answer is always Yes. Because you're a good mom. You're a great mom. Of course you're going to say yes. And I was just like, I don't understand why I would say yes to that. Because that's my baby. And I want my baby next to me. And I want all this stuff. And she goes, Rocio, if you do a C-section or just giving birth, when you get home, nobody helps you. Nobody helps you. You know who helps you? Yourself. That's who's the main person that comes and helps you because the moment you give birth all of the attention that you got when you were pregnant goes away and you know why because everybody thinks the same way i thought when people gave birth you need your space you don't want people all over you you don't want people on top of you complete opposite that's when you need the people on top of you hey do you want to come over and take care of this person so i can go to sleep he hasn't let me sleep in days i'm trying i haven't slept i've been on for more than 24 hours at this point like please take my baby so she was just like don't be dumb if they want to offer help they will help you let me tell you what happened with my son 
So the thing is, I shared this room with this young girl. So she had a baby girl who was like an angel, didn't cry, didn't anything. Well, wham, 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 just to get her little, you know, her breast, you know, breast milk. My son, on the other hand, was always annoying as hell. Uh, and then the thing is that he has such a distinctive cry. It was just like an old man who just spilled the last of his rum. Uh, uh, uh. So it's like, you can tell when my son was crying. So anyway. So what happens is that we're talking or whatever the case may be with the nurse and the nurse comes to me and says, do you want to take your baby to the nursery? And I was like, yes. Oh, you do? And I looked at her like, yes, I do. Please take him. I don't know. Like, I need to sleep. And then they were like, all right, cool. No problem. We're going to take him. It's not a problem. Steven is there and he's just like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, hell yeah. So I don't have to wake up and like try to feed him. I'm trying to go to sleep. And he was just like, all right, cool. No problem. So Steven couldn't sleep over because obviously we were sharing a room. So he left and I was like, you know, if anything, I'll just see you tomorrow morning. He was like, all right. So they would take my baby to the nursery and then bring him back like around 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning when the switch happened. And in my mind, I was kind of like, okay, but take, take him back to the daytime. <laughs> take him back to the daytime. Nursery, why are you bringing him back here for? Quédate con él. Don't worry about it. He be I. I'll be with him for the rest of his life. He ain't going to remember any of y'all. They were like, no, he needs to spend time with you. He needs to do skin to skin. He needs to do like, you know, his natural maternity crawl or whatever the case it is. You know, his breast crawl in order for him to get breast milk. All right, cool. So the thing is that when they brought him back to me, I put him on my chest and he was able to latch. But I'm noticing that he's only latching on a little bit. Like after that, not even, I don't even want to say that first night. That first day, I'm noticing that he was latching, but not as much as he should have. Didn't have jaundice, which is basically when your baby comes out just a little bit yellow. Um, he didn't have anything, but I noticed that he would unlatch quick. And I'm here like, first of all, I have big boobs, so I know it's not me and it has to be you. So when I would see him cry or anything like that, I noticed that he had his little tela abajo de su lengua, which is like the little thread underneath his tongue. Um, I noticed that it was very permanent, like in my face. So I'm like, oh, I think my baby's tongue tied. So the thing is that I call the doctor and I call the nurse and they were like, well, we can't, you know, confirm or deny that. Um, I do see what you're talking about, but I don't know if that's why he's not latching. Maybe you want to speak to a lactation consultant. Now, listen to this. I love anybody that wants to do, you know, breast milk that that you want to give breast milk. I think it's amazing. Breast milk. There's so many benefits to breast milk. But let me tell you something. Never shame somebody for not opting to use breast milk because at the end of the day i need to feed my son and last i checked when he was in my tummy i wasn't drinking breast milk so let's get let's get our lives together i was just like i really don't want to talk to a lactation consultant but what i want you to do is feed him or are you comfortable feeling him formula and in my head i'm like girl he was formulated through a formula of course don't worry about it i was like yes please and she started laughing and she was like all right cool i'm gonna give him similac all right so the next day comes in and i've noticed that he's like burping and farting and uncomfortable and crying and constantly like just experiencing discomfort so because again i was very like into like gas because i my mother had told me that i did suffer from constipation when i was smaller i look up at um all of the stuff that you know, has to do with like, you know, tummy troubles or whatever. And one of the um, things that I did is find a baby formula that was for, you know, someone with a little rough digestive system, you know, just a formula to, to ease in a little bit. So of course, cause I am extra, I was like, excuse me, nurse. Um, can you switch the brand? 
And can you use this particular brand? And the brand that I use, because I keep saying it wrong. I told her, do you have Infamil but Gentilese? Because I bought a tub of that at home and I feel like this is going to be way better on his digestive system. She was just like, um, I can see. And I was like, please, can you see? Because I don't think the Similac is working. Let me tell you guys, I always tell people this. You have a right to advocate for yourself. I'm not going to wait to be given something at a hospital. I have to, you're going to bill me anyway. You don't care. So help me out. Be, help me, help me be the best me that I can be in order for me to move forward with my baby. You see what I did there? Okay. So the thing is that I go, she goes and she goes, wow, um, I actually have a case here. Do you want one? And I was just like, um, I would like the case, jizz. And she was like, Psh, no problem. I'll switch it out for the Similac. I was like, thank you. So I started feeding him that. Let me tell you that the next day when the nurses brought back my son, they were like, um, we saw an immediate difference with the change in formula. I was like, you did? She was like, yeah, he slept for most of the night. He woke up for his normal feedings, but it wasn't out of the ordinary. And he was um, he was actually asleep way longer. So I was like, oh my God, thank God, my pobrecito. He was dying of gas as I was dying of gas. So we were both like gassy at the same time. But I was, you know, I was so happy that I was able to help him. And then when the lactation consultant came, she was just like, okay, well, this is what you're going to do with your breasts. You're going to massage this. You're going to massage that. And I told her, yeah, but what's the point of me doing that when the baby isn't latching? And she was just like, well, you know, if he's not latching for a long time, there could be a, a number of things. And I was just like, well, I don't have a number of days here. She was just like, you know what? You did what you had to do. Give him breast milk as much as you can. When he pops out, just give him Infamil. I was like, all right, well, thank you. Because I really thought that she was going to be like, no, but she wasn't. She was super nice. So I was like, all right, cool. Boom. But um, I was able to feed him. I was able to feed him and the nursery was able to feed him and he was able to sleep and have a great night. So yeah, so that a lot of people don't tell you that. Another thing they don't tell you is if your child annoys the hell out of the people in the nursery, they will give him back to you. So let me explain this. So my son, like I said, he has a very distinctive cry. So he was just like, uh, like crying. And one night I finally got some sleep because the beeping of the machines wouldn't let me go to sleep. I cannot sleep in total darkness because I'm afraid of the dark. Ugh, I know. So the thing is that I was just like, you know, let me try to go to sleep. And finally, cuando estaba cogiendo yo un sueñito, when I was there, like about to like start dreaming, I hear in the hallway. Ah, ah, ah. And I was just like, please don't let it be my son. Please don't let it be my son. Cause he done inside and felt like it was my son. And then you hear the, <clears throat> the rolling, the kink, kink when it goes into your room. And I was like, damn it. I'm just going to act like I'm sleeping. So I just <laughs> closed my eyes and the nurse came in and she was like, um, Mrs. And I was just like, yes. And she was just like, um, so I have your baby here and I think he really wants tummy. He wants skin to skin time. And I just looked at her because he would not stop crying as she's bringing him to me. And he's just like, ah, ah, like this annoying ass cry. He got him. I looked at her on some like, first of all, you're lying. Y'all tired. And my baby kept everybody up. I understand that. I understand that he's a little, he's a little mini walkie talkie. I understand that. That was my nickname growing up. I know that he's a little walkie talkie. She was like, no, he just runs skin to skin. And I'm in my head. I'm like, Dika skin to skin. You just don't want him in your place. That's what it is. The moment she put him on me, he shut up. And I was like, mm, now I can't go to sleep. Now I can't go to sleep. Now I can't go to sleep. So now what am I going to do? Ugh, life. So I was just like, you know what? Whatever. 
I'm going to do what they t- exactly tell you not to do. I'm asleep with my baby. So I took like two or three pillows and I put it underneath my arm. And then I put the baby in between my arm and my breast. I do not recommend you do this. I did this because I felt like it. I put it in my arm, right? And then I relaxed my arm to make sure that the baby would not roll from anywhere. So after I relaxed my arm, I made like this perfect nook, but the baby wasn't going anywhere. I turned my body a little bit to the to the left, which really you're not supposed to do, especially after surgery. You're not really supposed to do that. But I was like, I don't care. So I rolled over a little bit, put the baby in my nook. And I was like, I need to watch a long ass movie. So I did. I ended up putting on, I downloaded, um, I think it was Disney Plus on my phone. Because my husband was like, oh, just watch Disney Plus. And I was like, oh my God, you're a genius. So I put in the Avengers movie, which is like three and a half, four hours long. I put that joint and I knocked out. Let me tell you, me and my son had the most amazing time. To the point that when the nurse came, she was just like, hi, did you fall asleep? And I was like, no. Oh, because the credits. And I was just like, no, I like reading the credits. Nah, bitch, you know I was sleeping. <laughs> Maybe I should take the baby away from you. And I was like, no, he's going to start crying. He's fine here. I'm not moving, I swear. I put the movie again. And like an hour later, she comes back. Hey, so I'm going to take the baby. And I was just like, yo, he's in this nook. I'm not even moving. Like, I have no energy to be moving around. Like, my baby is dead ass asleep. And she goes, yeah, but I know. But he can't be like that if you're not going to be fully awake. Then she put him in the tub. The moment she put him in the tub. And I just looked at her like, estupida. And then she put him back on my chest for skin to skin. And she was like, please stay awake. And I was like, sure. Then I put it back in my nook until Stephen came. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's it's a lot of hard work when you when you come out of a C-section. I was mad proud. I had my little doona. I had me and Stephen felt like we like did like life hacks, like a TikTok life hack when it came to that. Because I told Stephen, all right, so we got a baby doona. So now when we're leaving, you know, the baby is going to be in its proper, you know, gear to get out. Then any luggage that we brought to the room we brought those luggages that you bring from the airport with the four wheels i know a lot of people try to bring duffel bags but f duffel bags because the thing is that when you leave the hospital gives you mad stuff they gave me a whole big bag of stuff from the hospital put it in the luggage put it in the luggage when we left guess what we had the duna which is the car seat that comes with the wheels and guess what when other people were struggling to bring their baby from their car seat to their car we were rolling in dough because the thing is that our car seat had wheels so we were good so we were just like, babe, hacking. Do, 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 do. But let me tell you something. When we drove home and Stephen had to hit those bumps, Jesus' toe was playing with my hair. He was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave my toe right here. And I'm going to curl one of your one of your short postpartum hairs that that from the, from the middle um, came off. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I was just like, oh, my heavens. But let me tell you, it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. Those bumps. Woof! F somebody up. But anyway. But yes, that's my little story. There's my story. How I finished that stuff. (laughs) Well, I really hope you guys had a good time listening to that. Because I know that there's a lot of people that my C-section sisters that went through this stuff. And they wanted to kill everybody with a karate chop if they try to talk crap about having a baby through C-section. I mean, hello. But anywho. But like I said before, definitely always come by and listen to Tootsie Rollades, Your Life Sweet Relief. I am on Cara de Libro Facebook. I mostly work off of Instagram. I do have a Twitter. I do have a TikTok. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can definitely email me. You want to do a collab? Email me, girl. I'm open to it. It's tootsierollades at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Bye.